Please don't push me, but y'all push B. Now we got dwellers from Cali to Flatbush B. Now they got heat on their feet that say press B. And now we so deep in the streets, y'all can't stress me. Can't curse me, then bless me. I'm crucifying my flesh, that's less me. SAT from preaching, can't test me. Atheists are now believing, that bless me. Yeah, we got the basement replacing any of those worldly pursuits that y'all chasing. Any of those trials and tests that y'all facing. Any of the relationships that y'all changing. We rearranging, making the shame shift. Giving Satan back what's his, that's the blame shift. Rise up and walk commands, that's the lame shift. Cheat codes for living this life, that's the game shift. All on Yeshua, man, the rest is manure, man. I'm dying daily, so I rise up a purer man. Pressing B daily, so my sins looking fewer, man. Washing the blood, so my sins down the sewer, man. Yeah, so press B with me, and let's let whatever gon' be just be. Uh. Yeah, so press B with me, and let's let whatever gon' be just be. Welcome to the basement, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Tim Ross. I hope you're all doing well. I love you guys so much. Shout out to everybody that has pressed B and come to the B side. This is where you get the B side of conversations, culture, and chaos. I am so excited about my guest today. Um, this is somebody that is in our ears frequently in the Ross household because we have a heavy rotation of his music. And um, my sons were actually acting like they worked for the B-side <laughs> uh, when they found out he was coming today. They were like, how come we weren't notified? And I just had to, like, remind them. I'm like, you actually don't work for us. Yeah. You just live in my house, and that's where I work, in my house. And so all that stuff converges together. Uh, but I'm so excited uh, to have my guests here, and I cannot wait uh, for this conversation um, he just dropped an album called Epilogue, um, giving you almost 45 minutes of great music. Um, I don't know where this conversation goes because we just ride the waves that the Holy Spirit kind of leads us into. And so uh, wherever we wind up, yeah, I know it's going to be Gucci. All right. Uh, I want to introduce to some and whoever y'all are that needs introduction, whatever rock you've been under. Come out. <laughs> and uh, present to others the one, the only, for the first time on the basement. Trip Lee's in the building, everybody. Yes, let's go. I appreciate that. Yo, I'm so excited you're here, man. Thank you for having me, man. Bro. It's a, and, and on your sons, when we pulled up, yep. they was waiting outside and with smiles on their faces. And for a quick second, because your oldest is tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was somebody that worked for you. And he, <laughs> he just seemed like he was receiving us with, with professionalism. So hey, I appreciate it. That's good, man. He he is, uh, they're both really good boys, man. Yeah, they I really are. They really are. One of them is talkative. I think you know which one that uh, was. Yeah, yeah. And the other one is witty, or yeah. thinks he is. And I think, I think you found out yeah. which one. <laughs> was too <laughs> witty and unoriginal is what we found out about the other one <laughs> but man thank you so much for being here man thank you man. it means a lot that you would come through and i just want to start off encouraging you right away yes sir i love one of my like dreams life goals is in each stage of my child's development my kids are like me mm. and they like uh 
they trust me. Yeah. And I seem like who I am to other people to them. Yes. And your boys, 15 and 13? Yes, sir. You know, my I'm eleven nine three. Okay. So, you know, stage beyond mine. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I love seeing it. Thank you, they man. They obviously love you. Yes, sir. First thing he said to me, I was like, that's a young man who hangs out with his father. Yes. Because sir. that's the way he said that. I'm like, you... You're, you're absorbing what you heard from your dad. Yeah. Anyway, it's dope to see. Thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. that. You know, I, so I'm a lifer in youth ministry. Yeah. Right? Like, I cut my teeth on it. I got saved yeah. at 20. Yeah. They wouldn't let me preach to the adults, <laughs> right? So <laughs> they, they go preach yeah. to the teenagers. Yeah. So I always had this prayer in my heart, which was, God, please don't let me have, like, preached to thousands of young people and done all these you yes, know, right. conferences and stuff, and then can't reach my own. Yes. That just feels it's my like... my greatest fear. Yeah, bro. Yeah. It's I my just, greatest fear. I did not want that. So, you know, I, uh, Noah turned 13 October twenty uh, October 17th, and yeah. so I got two teenage boys, and yeah. I'm like, all right, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. This is the this is the starter kit, but thank you for allowing me to yeah. do this. So, yeah. I appreciate you noticing yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right, bro. It's your first time here. Yes. And with first-time guests, I just want you to give us as much context as you want to give us to how you became the person that sits here now. Because most of us look at people that amass a following, uh, God gives influence to, you know, your profile gets promoted and elevated, and they're like, he's always been that person yeah. and they have no context to what it took to be yeah. and then sustain yeah, yeah, yeah. that success. Yeah. So start from there. Now, do you want uh, uh triply the rapper backstory or do you want just me, the person started the just start from the jump? Yeah. I want the jump. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I love. Yeah. So I grew up in Dallas Okay. Yeah. Grew up in Dallas. Okay. But you didn't grow up here. No, nah, I'm Inglewood. In, yes, yeah, Inglewood, Cali. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. So I grew up in Dallas. Um, Whereabouts? DeSoto. Yeah, I know DeSoto. Yeah. For sure. My Absolutely. mom still living in the same house in DeSoto. Wow. Yeah. And so we, because we had moved back here for a few years um, before we just moved back to Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, my mom's still in the same house. Yep. You know, it's dope. My yeah. It was amazing. So yeah, grew up in DeSoto. Okay. Um, you know, my dad, my mom was military family. Okay. Um, my dad was from Houston. Okay. And so they, um, you know, my dad, you know, fought, struggled, get out the hood, got five sisters he upraised because his mom died when he was fifteen. Mm. Um, very professional, proud man. Yeah. Um, a present father. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, um, a dentist, pediatric dentist, you know, military family. And, you know, I, it wasn't until I got older I realized how exceptional my family yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know Absolutely, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I grew up in Dallas. Um, and I uh, always loved music. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was always playing music all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it was on some... You don't know what real music is. Right, yeah, absolutely. You know yeah, yeah. But the the thing was, his taste was amazing. Yeah. So it's like mm. Stephen Wonder, Sly and the Family Stone, Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know. Yeah. And hey, you know Sly is from Denton. I didn't know he was yeah. from Denton. Yeah, the dude was born in Denton, Texas, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's a little fun fact. 
Yeah. Sly, dude. That's I would not have put <laughs> Sly Stone and Denton together, bro. Ever. Dang, that's yeah. crazy. Well, yeah. So, you know, so that to me gave me this deep love for music. My dad was always playing music all the time. He wasn't a musician. Yep. But he was always playing music. He would make little mixtapes of his favorite Christmas song. You know, it's just always music. And yeah. so I grew up loving music. And you know when you and grew up loving sports and stuff too. But you know when you're a kid, um, you know the stuff you love, you think you try to do. Yeah, for sure. And so for me, music was one of those. Mm-hmm. I was, and um, you know me and my friends were rapping school. We would freestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and there came a point when I realized I was better than them. Mm. Um, and it wasn't even, <laughs> and not even like, and I'm not even trying to say it like. Oh, some dominant like, stuff. Nah, it yeah, was yeah, just yeah. like, nah, this means something different to me. Yeah, for like, sure. we all love this. We all live and breathe this music. Yep, yep, yep. We're passing around notebooks in class instead of paying attention. Yep. But this means something different to me. Mm. Like, I printed out Jay-Z lyrics and um, was reading them. And I'm like, oh, that's what a double entendre is. Mm. I was like, I want to do that. Mm. Like, it just meant something different to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure, you know for mean? sure, yeah. Um, so I was rapping. My first rap name was Lil Will. Lil. <laughs> hey, why is the South so enamored with Lil's? Bro, I don't know. <laughs> what is the Lil? I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know who decided we're going to do L-I-L apostrophe. I don't know who was like, nah, that's right. how we're going to do it. How come nobody wanted them two T's in there? <laughs> Uh, Lil Will. Lil then, Will. Then I was the Playboy. Uh, the Play, the Playboy, not a no, Playboy. T H A the the Play B O I. Because if you misspell things, that's right. Then, it's a then, then you, yeah, exactly. You, you, Lil Hood. If you yeah, show your ignorance, that's right. That's right. <laughs> now, mind you, though, because I I loved hip hop so much, but even then, like, and I'm, and you know, at this point, I'm very young. Like, mm-hmm. You know, twelve, thirteen, whatever. Mm-hmm. but. What I was rapping about, even though I was not a Christian yet, um, you know, I was just, I, I was, I grew up in a suburb, so I'm not yeah. rapping about gangsters. Right, it's right, like, for sure. I have braces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not finna rap about shooting. I have braces right. in a mini bro. That's not gangster <laughs> right. at all. I'm not, I wouldn't be convincing nobody. Yeah, but for I'm just sure. rapping about how many girls I think I'm pulled. Yeah. You know, how the world centers around me, all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I am obsessed with hip hop. Um, and then when I'm about 14 years old, I meet Jesus. And what that looked like for me is it was a church in Dallas, Concord Church. Yeah. Um, that my parents had, had always gone to. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would take us when we were kids. And I, you know, how kids feel about church. Yeah, yeah, you know for I'm sure. Um, I don't remember how often we went. So we went enough that I remember going, but we went there every single Sunday. Yeah, for so sure. So sometimes I go to children's church and I didn't really know all the songs and the hand motions. Yeah, yeah, But for I sure. went enough to have heard about Jesus. Repeated a prayer after children's past when I was a little kid. Yeah. When I look back, though, man, I don't think I was a Christian mm. when I did that because, you know, it was a sentence prayer. Yeah, yeah, know, for sure. God, God, my bad, yeah, my bad. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, I do. And I said it, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm a Christian. I'm like, man, I don't feel nothing happened, so I'm mm. going to just say it a few more times. I'm mm. going to say it a few more times. Mm. I assume I'm a Christian. Um, but I, I don't think I was because I don't... I didn't understand nothing I was saying. Wow. I might as well have been reading the newspaper. I was just wow. repeating empty words. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't think it clicked in any way that I was in desperate need of a savior. Wow. Who had laid his life down for me. I'm yep. familiar with the story, Jesus did something, but there wasn't any like, I'm in desperate need of something that I cannot give myself. Yeah, it's good. If I'm going to prosper, there's something outside of me yep. that has to be given to me. There's a righteousness yeah. I can never get to. Yeah, yeah, Someone for has sure. to give me. Yeah, yeah. It felt like more of a, I don't know. Yeah. So um I go on assuming I'm a Christian. Um, 
But when I'm about 13, 14 is when I think I meet Jesus. So I, same, same church, Concord. This is like a summer youth retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, there's a sign up for it. And I'm like, I ain't going to sign up for that. And yeah. I saw it was like some cute girls in line. All right, like, I'm going to go sign up for that. <laughs> and I did. And I went. And um, that first youth retreat I went to, my, my youth pastor gave me like a like a, a dating book when I left. He was like, stop trying to holler at all these girls. He didn't say that to me, but he was like, <laughs> hey, take this book, bro. Take this. I'm a light-skinned young man. I was feeling myself trying to holler at all the girls. And right, so, right. Um, but I kept going. Mm-hmm. Uh, God had better motivations than I did. Wow. You know what I mean? And my youth pastor was an excellent youth pastor. That's we, dope. We had fun. That's dope. But he opened the Bible and he preached the gospel of Jesus. And I mean, like, he's opening the Bible and preaching expository sermons from the text. The two first, teenagers. Two teenagers. I su- what's his name, bro? Pastor Stephen Brown. Salute. I and, know Brown? Yeah. Yo, this is surreal. Yes. Yeah, bro. I, I wonder if Brown. You yeah. Yeah. He's, um, and I still have a relationship with him now. That's dope. Man. No, he's dope, bro. He's dope. In many ways, Lord used him to change my life. Yeah, for sure. So then, you know, I meet Jesus. Um, You know, we go to this, like, youth thing, and, you know, there's like an altar call, and it's like I think I'm like, oh, I guess I'll recommit my life. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting there, I'm like, what I th- what I what I'm thinking of is I'll recommit my life to Jesus, I guess. But in the moment, I'm like, oh, I'm not a good Lord in my life. Mm. I'm like, oh, I can't really save myself. Like I need Jesus. And I think it's really the first time I ever consciously thought, you know what? I'm gonna open my hands and hand all of this over to Jesus because I can't do this on my own. Yeah. Um. And the interesting thing for me was even at that time. It's like, I'm not a bad kid. So yeah. it's not like, I don't have a wild story of my youth. Yeah, it's good. Where I was wilding. Yeah, for sure. And so what that means is when when you don't have that story of wilding, and those are the testimonies you're used to hearing people give. God is so good yeah. because I was on this yeah. and now I'm not. Yeah. I was finna die and then I yeah. didn't. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes we in our own self-righteousness don't really sense that we really need Jesus. Mm. Um. Mm. Because it hasn't hit us mm. that we're not in a good spot on our own. Mm. Which is why, for me, it's always been important to me not to sugarcoat why we need Jesus. It's good, bro. Not to be shy about that sin puts us in a bad place. Yeah. Not to be shy about we will lead ourselves off a cliff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because it's good, bro. when we don't sense that we need him, yeah. we're not going to cry out yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah, that's you know really good, man. Um, yeah, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord... Will be Shall saved. Be saved. But how right. they gonna call somebody they never heard of? That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but also, absolutely. why would they call on someone when they don't think they need any absolutely help? Absolutely correct. We don't ask for help. We don't we don't call I don't call the police if I don't know somebody's breaking in my house. Right. I just don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. um so yeah. Can I can I just <laughs> yes. I need to slow down. No break, yeah. I need to slow this your show. I'm just nah, bro. Just here, bro. Nah, you my guest and like the, it's such a profound thought that I don't think we we put enough attention on is that level of self-righteousness and almost the um, (laughs) non-emergency right that we that we have as it relates to um, salvation that if that's not a part of your if that urgency is not there, yeah, then you're like, well, I'm good. Yeah. When you were born in sin, yeah, like you were positionally absolutely out of relationship with God, yeah, at 
birth. Yes. So you actually didn't need to do anything else. That's right. That's right. <laughs> to be removed from God except be born. Yes. <laughs> right. And you did most stuff after that. <laughs> and you did most exactly. But even before that. But then, even before that, there's it, a a big gap. There's a, a chasm. Huge, man, that's really good, bro. So that that means when we start to think about coming to Jesus, it feels like, mm. I don't know, join a drama club or some mm. other good thing you could do. Mm. You know, the other stuff your parents tell you is good stuff for you to do. Mm. Be on top of your schoolwork or whatever. Mm. I don't know. And it's like, well, that's actually not what we're talking about. We're talking about our souls being at stake. Not an extra, extracurricular activity. Yes. Sheesh. We're talking about you being who God created you to be can't happen until the gap is bridged. You know what I mean? Thank Bro, so that's, much. Ooh, that's crazy, fam. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> so shout out to E.K. Bailey. Man. And shout out to Stephen Brown. I don't think I could have possibly known until later in my life how, how gracious God was that this is the first preacher that I'm hearing. Yeah, man. Is E.K. Bailey. Yep. Expositionally preaching through scripture. Yeah, no, that's and then Pastor Brown. You won the it's lottery. The youth pack. Yes. Yeah, you won the lottery, well, fam. Look, that's just one of the lotteries. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? The For guy sure. was very gracious with yeah, my life. Absolutely. Um, and so yeah, so I'm a new Christian. Mm-hmm. Pastor Brown is very kind in that um I think at the time I didn't really realize that I was such a learner because mm. I don't think anything had ever captured me besides hip hop. Mm. So the stuff that made me print out Jay Z lyrics. I didn't care about school, so I had never seen this show up in any other area of my life. When I meet Jesus, and I'm like, okay, I think something has changed here. And I'm like, let me open this Bible. I only I had the Bible I had before then was a King James. My grandmother gave me children of color Bible. So it was like some pictures, everybody, everybody was super black. <laughs> uh, Solomon had braids, <laughs> David had dreads, you know, looking like offset. Um, <laughs> And just had everybody super black and right. And I would try to read it, but you know, if you're a child, you yeah. try to read. Yeah. And you don't know what you're doing. So you're right. starting at Genesis. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. King, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I get a better Bible, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I start to try to read it. Um, no one could convince me that the word of God is not living and active and alive. I'm 14. You know what a 14 year old boy's mind is like. Mm-hmm. I'm in you know between I mean? that age right yes. now. I know what them jokers, yeah. Um, wow. And, man, the Lord obviously had done something new in my heart because the words started jumping out to me. I remember one time I read something in James. I went to school the next day, and something happened at school that the passage in James spoke to. Mm. I don't even remember what it was. That moment changed my life. Yes, sir. So wow. I was like, oh, this is real. This is real. This is and it's r- applicable. Yes. Ooh. This is a real God. I'm not even just reading an old book that I could find some applicable things to. No, this is God speaking to me right now to my life situation. Yeah. And, you know, at that time, I'm just opening the Bible randomly, just going to stuff, and I'm like, the Lord pushed me there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. changed my life. So I started reading the Bible. Yeah. Um, one of the ways my youth pastor was kind is I would call him all the time to ask him random questions. Um, and he was very kind to walk me through stuff. Yeah, that's dope. Introduce books to me. Yeah. I, I started rapping at church. I was horrible. <laughs> uh, I was uh, <laughs> gotta start somewhere. <laughs> I was on the praise team. Oh my god! I would lip sync while they were singing, and then they do a little breakdown. So you can and I would rap. Get your eight bars in. Yeah, <laughs> and you know it's where we all start. Yeah, you know for sure, saying? for sure. You know, blessings going up. 
praises coming down. You know what I'm saying? Just shooting demons. You know, just yeah. the <laughs> stuff exactly. that you do when you're first like, <laughs> how can I be aggressive for God? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm on the corner. <laughs> dealing this salvation, you know what right, I mean? Right, Just exactly. like your best quick attempt to figure out how can I do what I love. Yeah, you know I mean? exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and so yeah, and I and I start growing there. My youth pastor put me on a cross movement. Um, I I loved Christian hip hop, man. Yep. And I think at first with um, music, I I was like, let me get rid of all this. Second, I had a big city wallet with all these CDs stuff in them. I pushed it under my bed. I went to Mardell. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna get all this, you know. So I got Christian hip hop. Some of it was good. Some of it was not. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. It was. It was. It was. It was luck of the draw back then. It was. Yeah. <laughs> but cross movement, man. They um, so many ways changed my life. Oh, for sure. So Absolutely. Yeah. There's an interlude on my album called Heaven's Interlude, and part of it is. One of the uh, the interludes from Heaven's Mentality, a cross movement album, where Ambassador is talking about you know how big God is, yeah. Because stuff like that, hearing somebody who was cool, yep. talk big about a yeah. big Jesus, yes, changed sir. my life. Absolutely well, correct. I know I keep saying things changed my life. I'm no, no, my life yeah, story. Absolutely, yeah. But that stuff changed it for yeah. me. I was like, I want to know the Bible like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And then, am I taking you on too much of a scenic route? No, of this no, story? no. Okay, so uh, the the, the the dwellers understand this about me ad nauseum. I see everything in pictures. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesus is king in my world. Context is queen. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to, I went to school to be a homicide detective. So there can never be enough backstory. Hmm. I could sit here. Our longest pod we've ever had is four hours and six minutes. Wow. And that was with artists. Yeah. That was with uh, Victory Boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, nah, this is beautiful, man. Because okay. it, it gives us, it, it, those those moments are important. Yes, you know what I mean. Um, I gave my I gave my life to Jesus when I was twenty years old. My biggest lament in life yeah. is that I didn't do it early. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's literally I should have just done it earlier. Glad Absolutely. I did it when I did it. Should have done it earlier. And you notice there are never any older saints who who are like uh, I'm glad I waited to trust in Jesus. Never. I'm glad I wasted all that time chasing after stuff, running off of cliffs, destroying my life, and <laughs> creating wounds I was gonna have to heal from. Yep, absolutely. Before I met the yeah, no, nobody the lover of my soul. said nobody ever. It's always the opposite. And that's what I felt when I was a very young Christian. Yeah. Was like, young man, I wish, mm. I wish mm. I would have loved Jesus this early. Please hold on to that. With wow. near tears in their eyes. Wow. Like holding me by the shoulders, like hold on to Jesus. I wish I had wow. the chance yeah, yeah, to yeah, commit yeah. to yeah. true life when I yes. was this, this young. Yeah, yes, man. absolutely. And that's a, that's a lesson that is hard to hear from somebody. Yeah, but I think learn from other people's experiences better too. For sure. Um, and so, yeah. So I'm loving hip hop, rapping all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I I say, you know what? I'm still struggling, by mm -hmm. the way. So mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I, you're still a teenager. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm mainly with my interactions with girls and relationships, and I just, and, you know, probably some of the darkest moments of that season of my life is my frustration with myself mm. to not be able to just be, yeah, to figure out how to exercise self-control better, yeah, to be more sure. pure. You know what yeah, I mean? absolutely. Um, and so I, so, you know, in that season, I meet uh, I meet Cray, and mm -hmm. I meet Tadashi, and I meet Show Baraka at a show. Um, Kirk Franklin is a good friend since I was a little kid. Me, awesome. and, his, me and his son, best friends. He takes us to a show. He's always trying to put us on the good stuff. It's it's uh, a cross movement show. Um, Cray is opening. 
And I'm like, oh, shoot, this is Southern. Yeah, Because everybody yeah, yeah. was East Coast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I meet them. It's amazing. Nobody knew who anybody was at that point. Yeah. You know I mean, I'm 15, yep. 16 when I meet them. 15. Wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I just made a horrible mixtape in my room. It wasn't, you know what? <laughs> I take it back. It wasn't horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I, I'm <laughs> You've like, done better since. <laughs> that's right. I'm like, y'all was listening with vision. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the Lord gave you some. <laughs> you heard the potential. because yeah, when I was, I'm like, my goodness. Oh, my but, goodness. Uh, yeah, and then I met them. I got real talk, Crazy for City, and then I. Knew somebody who said they knew him. I was like, oh, give me his number. They was like, sure. Yeah. Gave it to me. I was like, hey. <laughs> it was that crazy. easy back then. It was. And I didn't think nothing of it. It would be just exactly. like a straight. I'm just like, he ain't nobody. I ain't nobody. Exactly. We both nobody. Exactly. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, hey, can you and Tadashi? I'm like, I'm 15. I'm like, I'm rapping in my church. Can y'all just come rap at this thing? They're like, sure. Wow. They come. They open up for me this mixtape release party. Oh, uh, le- okay. Hold on. Let's slow down, though. Because, again, I'm, I'm watching this. Yeah. That's a home phone number that you had to dial. That wasn't a cell phone. Um, no, it was a cell phone. Was it a cell phone? It was a cell phone. It was a cell phone. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was. This is two thousand four. No, no, no. Okay, that's an early so cell phone. Yeah, that's a that's a Motorola. That's, that's a T-Mobile that's Sidekick. Like, yeah. That ain't no. Yeah, iPhone. that's right. That that's ain't right. no it iPhone. May have been a Nokia. <laughs> right, right. Maybe playing Snake in between <laughs> exactly. calls. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, for sure. Nah, but um. So they come and they they rapping crazy like somebody discipling. I was like, I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> don't ask me that. <laughs> and so we built a relationship, bro. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So let, okay. Well, shout out to Cuzzo. Yeah. That that would be the first question. Yes. What? Who's asking that? I know. In 2023. And if I would have knew what he was saying, I probably would been like, Yes, my youth pastor does that for me. Right. 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 But um, in God's kindness, he knew there was something about the life stage they was in. Right. For me being this teenager. You needed that. The availability that they had as young single men that my youth pastor could never have. That's right. Even some hip-hop or some cultural thing. Like, it was key. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God was very kind in that. And and so, yeah. And they saw that I was good. And their response to that was, let's pour into him. It wasn't like, oh, let's just get him on the. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because there was even times I was like, hey, I'm going to do this song. Let me hop on. He was like, oh, let's just hold on. Wow. And I was like, oh, I care about Jesus more anyway. We good. Yeah, you know that, I mean? that's beautiful, man. That's what I wanted. Yeah. And, uh, and so that learner in me was really kicking in. So in the same way that my youth pastor had given me a couple books, Christ started putting me on some books. He started putting me on They told me Bible study methods, bro. Them dudes told me how to study my Bible. That's wild. Man. No one had told me observation, interpretation, um, application yet. They told me that. We was just leaning up at Starbucks and McDonald's just doing Bible study. He would give me a sermon series. He sent me to give me a sermon series called Bibliology about just the how the scriptures came to be. Bro, I, I devoured. I know you ate it up. I a, know you ate a it Romans, up. you know, book, you know, yeah. and it just. And I was like, oh shoot, God is big. Like, yes, I know he was he big, but no, no, God is yeah, big for sure. And there's depth. Yep. And I can like, oh my goodness, there's so much about God for me to understand and to learn. And with each thing, just made me love God more and and just. Dove in deeper. Wow. Um, so, you know, that relationship is there. I see them meet their wives. Yeah. Date their wives. You know what I'm saying? I see them sin and repent. I see them, you know what I mean? And it begins to shape how I think about being a young man following Jesus. Yeah. And I'm so deeply grateful. Wow. So yet another time where completely outside of my control, God has been very kind with the men he's putting in my life. Favor. Um, 
Yes. That's just favor, man. Because I couldn't have. Yeah. yeah. How are you going? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's just no way. Yeah. And um, I ended up signing a record deal with Reach Records. when I. So I, the first thing, album I was on was a compilation, 116 compilation. I, like, did an interlude. Mm-hmm. I was 16 or 17 at the time. And I, like, rapped on a Tadashi song, did it like a hook. And I was like, all right, we'll let you do this. Because they, you know, they cared about my soul more than my talent. For sure. That's beautiful. And then I signed a record deal when I was senior high school. Wow. Recorded wow. that album while I was during my senior year. And then it came out like a couple of days after my graduation. Wow. Um, and it was a weird dream come true. Wow. Imagine just like, like what sports did you play in high school? I played football and I ran track. Yeah, like, so I I loved basketball. And then when I, when I started rapping, I kind of lost interest in sports a little bit. But the school I was at, you had to do a sport. So it was like, I would like go to geometry class and then go to track practice and then go to the studio to record my debut album. Crazy. You know, it's like, that's yeah, that's the stage wild. of life where yeah, your mom wild. still does your laundry sometimes because you forget every now and then. Right, right, for sure. And I'm Absolutely. going to record my debut album, bro. And it's like, dang, there's just no scenario where I can write that to work that way. But yeah, it was it was amazing. And uh, very grateful to God for it. So I put out my first album. Um, came out when I was 18. It's called If They Only Knew. And, uh, yeah, and I don't know what I thought it was going to turn into, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't know. I think at that time I was probably just like, I get to rap. I love hip-hop more than anything about Jesus. Yep, yep. I'm good. I don't yeah. even care what this turns into. Yeah, I yeah. get to rap about Jesus. And yeah. people are going to learn about God. I think about all the people who had impacted me. That was another thing I didn't realize God was beginning to work in my heart. It's when I was deeply impacted by something. My mind could not stop thinking about how can I do that for somebody else, Yeah, too? that's good. Like, oh, man, what that song meant to me. I want to make songs that do that for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. If I wouldn't have heard that, I wouldn't have known. If yeah. my youth pastor wouldn't have put me on in that book, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, you for know sure. I mean? um, so, yeah, I went to Bible college after that. I can speed up now. I went to Bible <laughs> college. I met my wife at Bible college. Um, we got married. I was 21. She was 22. Um I was in Philadelphia. It was a new church plant. Their ambassador was one of the pastors of this church. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Epiphany Fellowship. Eric Mason is the mm-hmm. lead pastor there. Doctor Eric, yeah. Good and man. then, and I was there. They poured into me so much. You know, I was in D.C. for four years, and I was in Atlanta for four years. Helped plant a church there, Dallas, back to Atlanta. And so, that wow. that's that's some of me pastoring. Is some of why even you know. Um, there are breaks in my music a little bit, and yeah. also my health. I got an illness when I was uh, in Philly at college. I'm skipping over lots of stuff, going to lots Understood. of things. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, so yeah. And then, uh, you know, I am just dropped my eighth album, and I'm very grateful to God for it. And um, yeah. Eighth album, 18 is when the first one drops. That's right. I, okay, so what I'm what I'm struck by... Um, is I need you to elaborate on the joy of putting out an album yeah. and the blissful ignorance of not being preoccupied with how it does. Well, let me tell you. One of the interesting things about having done music for so long is the industry has changed a lot. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. 
that combined with the kind of music we were making and where it was at the time meant because this is a niche of 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 a niche yeah this is christian rapping about jesus and we sub which at the time you remember when people thought southern rappers were dumb basically yeah for sure like y'all don't have nothing to say yeah yeah absolutely so it was even you know it was like yeah so i I mean, it really was, I have this line on that album where I say, and I don't care if I don't never get a Billboard hit. And I meant it, and I never thought my name would show up on anybody's Billboard chart ever in my entire life. And I was like, and I'm cool with that. I, I never would have believed, if you would have told me some of the stuff that would happen, I never would have believed. If you would have told yeah. me, oh, you're going to have the number two rap album in the country one day when it drops. Bro, I never would have believed you in a million years. <laughs> I would be like, when did I leave Jesus? Right, right. That to occur. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I never, had to sell my soul to Satan for bro, that to I happen. I never would have imagined that. Wow. Um, but what it did mean was there was a purity yeah. to what we were doing because yeah. it was strictly, what did God call me to do? I'm going to just do that. Yes, sir. And whatever he does with it is what he will do. Not that I'm not going to try. Not that I'm not going to do my work for and sure. be faithful. Absolutely. But this is in God's hands to Absolutely. do with it what he will. Yep. And that's a purity that I have to continue to fight for. And it's harder every day. Good. But that I have to continue to fight for. Yep. Not this, how can I reverse engineer other success I had? Mm. Not, oh, what are they doing? How can I get to that, yep. that place? Or yep. how can I just write this bar that really is going to be something people want to share? Right, you right, know what I'm right. Saying? For sure. I really want to be like, what has God called me to do? Yep. How can I do it the greatest that I can? Yeah, you know absolutely. Yeah. I mean? um, yeah, so there was a joy and a purity to that that we also got to be careful about, like, not making that the standard that I'm always trying to get to exactly how I felt at that moment. Yeah, you know for sure, absolutely. We can do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, there's yeah, yeah. a... Um, there's nothing... You're never going to have your first again. That's right. That, you, you know what I mean? Right. The first is the first. That's right. The second ain't going to be the first. That's right. The third ain't going to be the first. That's right. But you got to have that one moment that you cried over that yeah, you bro. fought for that you it was just pure joy it's michael jordan winning his first trip that's right right that's he right. celebrates different on the sixth that's trip, right right but that's that right. first trip he's in the flow that's right crying yes, you know what man. i mean <laughs> like yeah. lay, a belly down like he yes. laying prostrate yes clutching he got that trophy in the head like i'll never forget that moment in my life yeah man and when you when you that's but that there's only one of those. Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. those don't come again. Though it's helpful, you know, even as I think about, you know, I've been thinking about endurance a lot with this with this album, some of the themes of it and just, you know, seasons. Um I do have to think about okay, when all of those little joys that come with it being the first time are not the same and they're not there. What does it look like to strive for the same kind of faithfulness? Mm. And it's like that in you know in all seasons. Of yeah, my life. for sure, marriage, absolutely. Marriage. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. When it's whenever when it's not brand new. Right, right. How do I love you with the same intentional? Yeah. Ferocious pursuit. Yes. Of my wife with yes. all of my heart and soul. Yeah. When this ain't new, we fifteen. Yeah. We've been married for fifteen years. Absolutely. When. I, this isn't going to be the first time I've written a song about this. How do I approach it with the same heart and yeah. passion? You yeah, know what I mean? for sure. When this isn't the first time I'm dropping something, how do I approach it with the same love for the people who may listen to yeah, it? Yeah, it's good. When you've already accomplished a lot. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm absolutely, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even as a learner, for somebody like me, I think because I was such a learner, I associated 
you know, you you're a like you're a thinker and a learner like me. So you you may have some. Tell me if you, if if it's ever felt that way. Yeah. But sometimes it can feel it. It felt like oh, I'm I'm not learning as much new stuff as I once was. Mm. And if what I'm really excited about is acquiring new knowledge, once there's not that I keep hearing a brand new concept all the time that keeps pulling me in. It makes my brain go oh, I never even heard of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it makes me ask myself, was I really excited about learning facts or was mm. I excited about this God? Mm. Because if I'm excited about this God and how great he is, how gracious he is, then a reminder about his grace that I've forgotten about should be as encouraging and impactful as it was to hear about his big grace the first time. You know, usually Peter in First Peter 1, he says, I'm stirring you up by way of reminder, which is most of the Christian life, bro. It is. It's a tiny, here's a warning to thinkers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. If you have to be learning to have an impactful, it has to be learning something new. Right. To have an impactful experience with God, I want you to know that's going to run out. It's going to get stale and it will not sustain you. What actually has to sustain you is a love for this God. That's right. And I love to push in deeper, yeah. to understand, to reread that passage that you read a million times and see something you never saw. To read it again and you saw it and you forgot it. To read it again and you didn't forget it, but it's obviously not sinking in. So to continue to retread those same paths. If we gotta keep learning something new, church gonna get boring. Small group gonna get boring. Conversation people gonna get boring. Devotionals are gonna get boring. Um, if you've already read about all the theological topics, you're not gonna wanna read no Christian books. If it's all about learning new things, then we're setting ourselves up for failure. Um, and it's gonna be empty. There has to be more to it than that. If we're interested in knowledge, if knowledge is what we're after, just knowing things, yeah, we're setting ourselves up for failure. So I want to jump out of my skin, bro. Like, I'm literally over here, like, because I'm going through that this year. Yeah. Right? So as we stepped into this year, I'm, I'm not one of those people where the Lord gives them a, a word for every year. There's yeah, some yeah. people like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he gave me a word in 2020 mm-hmm. for... 21, 22, and 20, uh, for 20, 21, and 22, yeah. in 2020. Yeah. In 2020, he told me, uh, the next three years, 2020 was going to be reset. Mm. I had no idea about the pandemic. Yeah. 21 was regroup, mm. and 22 was release. Mm. That's literally what happened. Wow. 2020 was a reset for the whole world. Yeah. 21 was a regrouping. Yeah. Our last... I was a lead pastor of the church at the time. Our last service in 2020 was March 8th. Mm. We didn't come back to January, the first weekend in January, first Sunday in January. Yeah, yeah. So that was our regrouping. And yeah. then 2022 was released. I didn't know that included me. That was my last year as a lead pastor at the church yeah. before I pivoted to do podcasting full-time and subsequently this app. Yeah. Stepping into 23, the Holy Spirit said, I want you to read the book of Proverbs for the entire year. Mm. Now, I am a Genesis to Revelation. Yeah, yeah. Religiously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R- reading person. Yeah. Like, I eat this book. Like, yeah. that's my di- main yeah. diet. I've read the Bible more than I've read any other book yeah, outside yeah, yeah. the Bible in the last yeah. 20, almost 28 years. Yeah. January yeah. 14th to be 28 years. So I'm thinking to myself, Proverbs? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I read Proverbs in a day. Yeah. What you talking about? Read it. Yeah, take one chapter a day, you know a day and and read it f- 
for the year. Yeah. This is your book for the year. Yeah. He said, Tim, I'll give you revelation all over the Bible when you have to go preach somewhere else. But when you come meet with me, mm. Proverbs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, bro. I was disappointed. Yeah. I was like, don't cut me off from yeah. <laughs> your whole book. Yeah. I don't even know if this is. Bro, I can't tell you. Huh. What has happened to my life? Uh, that's good. Reading that one book, yes, all year. Yeah, he has showed me things. Yeah, from verses. Yes, that I thought I knew. Yes, that I thought I understood. And that's the thing. Like when we get too heady to something like Proverbs, wisdom literature don't feel like the deepest, most intellectual stuff. Absolutely correct. You like give me, let me read Romans for a year. Yes. <laughs> let me read Hebrews for a year. Yes. Like, as if I'm on par with that's Paul's right. intelligence to like, begin with. I need with. some words I don't understand first. Yeah, exactly. That I have to dive deeper yeah, into. Yeah, as I want post. propitiation. Yeah. I don't yeah. want promiscuity. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and wisdom and yeah. don't be surety for your neighbor. I yeah. mean, I read from NLT, but I still have everything memorized in King James, That's, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so to your point, great. I have grown exponentially yes. this year yes. from one book yes. that I thought I was familiar with. Yes. And the Lord is like, this book is a lie. Yeah. Man, I find that so comforting too. Yeah, man. I'm never going to, like, reach a ceiling where there's not more of how great God is and what he wants to show me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. My mom says something to me. Um, she said it several times over the years, but I remember the first time she said it that it really left an impression on me after I gave my life to Jesus because my mom gave her life to Jesus when she was 20, mm. and she's 70. Mommy's 70. Four, I think, seventy three or seventy, yeah, no, I think she's seventy five. Yeah, I think she's seventy five or seventy six. Listen, yeah, twenty to seventy six. Yeah, right. So, the girl, she gifts Bibles to us. Every Bible she she'll give to us, there is a red check mark on the page. Mm. When my mom buys a Bible, gets yeah. a new Bible, she reads it from cover to cover. Wow. And marks and does a check mark by wow. each page. Then she starts studying it. Wow. So I got it yeah, yeah. honest. I got it from my mama and my daddy, right? Yeah, yeah. And my mom said, baby, what I know, and my mom was one of the coldest Bible teachers you'll ever hear. Yeah. She said, baby, what I know about the Bible wouldn't fill the eye of a needle. Mm. I said, well, I'm calibrated. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me slow down thinking I'm about uh, to be. yes. You know what I mean? Yes. The 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 Yoda of Scripture. Yes. Stop playing. Yes. His mercies are new every morning. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. ma the manifold wisdom of God, the many folded wisdom of God, is not something that I'm gonna be able to unfold like origami. Absolutely. In a week. And there's some things that land on you different in different seasons. Too. That part. That's why it's alive. Yes. Yeah. It's like. No, I read that a bunch of times. It feels different. Now. Oh, it does. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially in seasons of trial or suffering yeah. where there's something that is a verse that people hold on to with their dear life. They're like, yes, that's true. Yep. I know it's true. Yeah. I've told this to other people. Yep. Um, when it's not, yes, we can hold on this because we need it, but I'm grabbing onto this because this is all I... I'm in despair. Yeah. I have nothing else to hold on to. Yeah, for sure. It's different. Yeah. And it feels different. It you know? does. Yeah. 
All right, so I wanna I wanna talk about um, some of these transitions you've been through. Yes, because it's I'm fascinated, and obviously because this is something that I feel like the Lord has done with my life. Yeah, it, I'm really curious and want to gain insight of um, the things that precipitated your journey. Right, like it's it's to when you drop your first album at 18. Yes, there, there, there is this notion that this is my life. That's right, forever. Right, that's right. I am recording artist. This is what I do with my life, and um, we don't understand the callings of God, the seasons of God, and and I think I think more people fall in love with the calling than the season yes, that sir. that calling belongs to. Absolutely. And so when He might be calling you to a different thing. You're like I've, I've actually erected a monument here. Like right. <laughs> I, I went and took uneven stones yeah, and that's right. That's right. <laughs> dropped them on top yeah, of each other, yeah. and I poured olive oil over yeah, it, yeah. and I said, "You are here with me. Yes. This is where we are." And the Lord's like, oh, "No, you can keep that there, but I would like you to come over here now." And you're like, "I don't want to go over there. Like yeah. I kind of like it here." Yes. So, so. What is that? What does that look like for you to go from artist to pastor? Yeah, back to artist. Yeah, to move in these places, yeah. to move in these spaces. What What were you feeling? What were you sensing? What were you hearing? Yeah, it's great. How did that impact family? How did the, How did your um rap audience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respond to that. Yeah. How did your family respond to that, and how did you respond to that? However, Absolutely. you want to answer that, I'm just yeah. always curious. No, that's great. Yeah, I um when I went to Bible college, mm -hmm. um, which was like right after that album come out, uh, people was like, "Oh, do you want to be a pastor?" And I was like, "Nah, mm -hmm. I just want to understand God's word and help disciple people and help them to grow." Yeah. Um, and my view of the local church was still developing. Yeah. Um, and so. I begin to feel like maybe I want to pastor while I'm in college because mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I love doing shows and telling people about Jesus, but then I got to leave and go home. Yep. Like, man, I long for the ability to be able to proclaim the word and then walk with people in it. Yeah, you know that's what I'm good. Saying? That's good. Um, and I had good examples of it at the time. You know, I saw pastors who were doing it well. So the church I was at in Philly, they began to give me opportunities to lead, mm -hmm. to preach. Now, again, God is so kind, man. I'm 19. Yeah. Why y'all let me do stuff? <laughs> like, I was helping teach membership classes when yeah. I was 20, bro. Yeah. Um, and God used that stuff to shape me. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm starting to be like, maybe I do want to pastor. And I wrestled a lot with calling. Am yeah. I called to pastor? And, yeah. And I think, for me, God normally does not speak audibly to me. Mm. That's not, that hasn't been how God has led me normally. Yeah. Um, and I think, I I know some people, I remember feeling very strong that I was called to serve God. And I mm -hmm. felt like God was speaking to me in a way very clearly when I was like, when I first trusted Jesus. Mm -hmm. But when I was beginning to think about, should I pastor? I'm like, oh, I don't know if I have this or this or this. And one of the ways that I that, um, that I began to think of calling, it was helpful for me in that season when I was thinking of my call to pastor is, um, I remember reading someone who said, one way we think about calling is um, desire. Mm-hmm gifting mm -hmm. and opportunity mm -hmm. so i started mm -hmm. to think and then mm -hmm. i started looking scripture how we talk about various things like oh 
Mm-hmm. He who desires to be an elder desires that's a good. noble task. Yeah, that's what he says. You know, the qualifications, you know, ability, gift. It's like, oh, he has to be able to teach. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. And I'm starting to think, like, oh, yeah. And, of course, God has to actually open the doors that's for right. it to happen. Yep. There's a lot of people that are just declaring themselves pastor and preacher, but. Ain't no market. They trying to bang down yeah, doors exactly. to do things. There's no demand. The Lord has not. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. right. <laughs> um, and so I started to be like, I have the desire. People mm-hmm. are affirming my gifting, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing fruit, mm-hmm. um, fruit from it. Mm-hmm. And the Lord is opening doors. People yep. want me to serve in these ways. I yep. was like, okay, well, let me let me think about what it would look like. Um, and so the first time I stepped away from music, uh, career was going great. It's doing this. Again, stuff we never expected. This is around the time I'm like, oh, billboard charts. What are we doing out here? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I took time off to do a pastoral internship. People said, Trip, hey, uh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, we love Jesus too. I don't think you should do that though. This is not a good time career-wise for you to do that. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, the only reason I started rapping about Jesus is because I want more people to know Jesus. I want yeah. people to say how great he is. I yeah, want people's lives to be freed by yeah. the freedom that Jesus brings. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, and I see a way to do this here too. There was a bar on um, my album Rise where I said, um, I see his glory in his word and I got to shout it. So I'm just trying to figure out how I can shout the loudest. Mm. That's literally my goal. Yeah, yeah. What does it look like for me to be most faithful with the truth God has given me to tell people and encourage them with it? Yeah. And then that season it felt like pastoring. And so I did this internship and um, I was learning to pass. I was still doing music also. Mm-hmm. And then I was pastoring full time. And, mm-hmm. um, and let me tell you, I don't know what your journey to pastoring was like, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there are some of the similarities where it's a desire, yep. and you're training to try to be able to do it, and you yep. admire all these men who do it so great. Yeah, for sure. And then when you finally get to pastor, it feels like, thank you, Lord. Yeah. You've answered this prayer. Yeah. How kind of you to let me do this. Yeah. And now I will do this every single day for the rest of my life <laughs> until I'm laying in the grave. <laughs> so it feels like, yeah. you know, I long for this, and you're giving me this opportunity, yeah. Yeah. which to me felt like an even more impressive and admirable thing than having some rap album it was you know mm-hmm, what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah for sure and so that transition was interesting yeah and um in the background of all this is my health mm-hmm. i have an illness chronic fatigue syndrome okay. that i've had since 2007 hardest part of every part of my life wow. um and it's an element thrown into this am i rapping i'm a, a pastor thing too because i was thinking like oh, i'm gonna plant a church yeah and then it came a point like my health isn't good enough for me to do that. What is it going to look like for me to pass? Mm-hmm. So it kept being this, I dream this big guy dream. Mm-hmm. And then oh, maybe I can't really do that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, there's so much I found joy in about pastoring, man. Um, the ways that I got to serve people preaching a sermon I thought was the worst sermon that ever came out and it changing somebody's <laughs> life. You know the exactly. moments when you get off stage, you're like, that was, <laughs> like, you feel shame. Yeah. Like, I should have. You know those sermons where uh, the next day yeah. you think about something you said and you cringe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, God, can you just help me forget? Yeah, I'm trying exactly. to move on. Where is the sea of forgetfulness? Yes. <laughs> I just need yes. a lake to throw this yes. in. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you get off feeling like that and someone was like, that was exactly what I needed. Yeah, bro. Grace. The foolishness of preaching, man. Yes. It shouldn't work. And it's like, I feel like each time I was like, thank you, God, for reminding me. This is not about how winsome I was. Yes, sir. This is not about my eloquence. Yep. 
how perfect my art of homiletics was today. Yeah, for how sure. How perfect my illustrations were. Yeah. This was about lifting up your truth and setting it before your people. That's right. And that's that's what you told me to do. Absolutely correct. Um, so the, there's so much about that and, you know, marriage counseling with people and um, oh, yeah. seeing people grow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, that I'm so grateful for. Yeah. And that it felt like, yes, Lord, this is what you've called me to do. Yeah. This part of what made it very difficult in seasons where I was like, I don't think this is actually working. Mm. And it was largely often because of my health. Yeah. So just to give you a little background on my health, you know, I'd never know how many good hours I'm going to have in a day. Um, wow. I think on an average day, yeah. in terms of good hours where I can, like, think hard, work hard, yeah. maybe two to three hours. Wow. And I don't know where those will land in any particular day. And it's very unpredictable when I'm going to be feeling better or feeling a little worse. Doctors don't understand it very well. Yeah. Um, and so it has been the hardest part of every part of my life for all that time. Wow. And that, that sounds really frustrating. It is. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Especially for an ambitious person. Yeah, yeah, Put yeah. Put out the first rap album on their way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it has been the trial of my life. Yeah. And continues to be. Yeah. Um, and, and for also someone who's ambitious and likes to plan things out and have goals and meet those goals and who saw God bring a lot of dreams to fruition early. Yeah, for you know sure. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot that's really, really tough about that. And that's why I'm not pastoring now because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was pastoring a church in D.C. Mm-hmm. And then I was in Atlanta, helped plant a church. Me and my uh, best friend, uh, John O., we planted a church with uh, two other guys, Richard Mullen and um, Mo Hafiz. We, we planted that church, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, um, you know, the church plant where yeah. everybody got to do everything. Everybody. Yeah, Exactly. Everybody has to do everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, for And so, sure. like, of all the pastors on staff, so me and John, we, we were preaching about half and half. Mm-hmm. So this was my, like, I can't be a lead church plan pastor, Right, Lord. right, right, right. I'm Back submitting to the limitations. Yeah, for you know sure. I mean? Yeah, yeah, And it was so sweet. It was such a great season. Yeah. It was so hard. Yeah, I can't imagine. It was just imagine. too much. Yeah. And I'm the one of all those pastors that I named who has the least amount of things on my plate, but I'm preaching half the time, and I'm over um, the Sunday morning service. Yeah. And, you know, helping, you know, lead the music ministry. Yeah. And also doing marriage counseling, premarital counseling, and membership interviews and all the stuff we're doing. With 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 a moving three hours that you don't know when is gonna yes. expire. And, and so as a pastor, as you know, you care about people so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point where you can even overcommit sometimes. Yeah, like, for sure. I can't like you know what, I'll be there. Yeah, I got for, you. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you for just sure. want to yeah, be absolutely. able to yeah. be it's the heart of you know a shepherd. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like uh, so that not being able to know how I feel when I feel it and letting people down over and over and over again and just wanting to do better and trying to shape stuff, that takes a real hard toll, yeah, you know what I'm saying, over abso- time. Absolutely. Um, and so there were things that went really amazing about that. I'm really grateful for that season, but it did get to a point where it was like, I don't think we can keep doing this. Yeah. And there were, I'll say most people in the church were, Kind and gracious. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> not all. It's always most, but them not all. That's right. <laughs> they loud. That's right. And um, for illness like mine that people don't understand that well, it's also hard for people to understand. Yeah, for sure. Even people who love me and try really hard, it's, it's really hard to understand. It's hard for my wife to understand. Yeah. Like we had some seasons of just strong difficulty. It's yeah. just hard to, you know what I'm saying, yeah. wrestle through. But do, do, when you say hard to understand, um, can you elaborate a little bit? To yeah. me, it 
it, it feels like, based on what you're saying, when people don't understand something like what you have to struggle yeah, with, yeah. it it feels like they can dismiss you. Absolutely. Like, you ain't tired. Like, there, you, you're going to be all right. <laughs> it's, it's levels. It's so levels there is the you tired, yeah. got a professor in schools. Like, we all get tired. Bring it tomorrow. You know what I'm yeah, 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 yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Um, there is the, and part of it for me is, you know, I I said this the other day. I, but part of why it's hard for people to understand is because this isn't an illness they're accustomed to, and so the symptoms. You know, I'm not throwing up. I'm not losing my hair. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't look gaunt. Wow. So there were seasons where I did because I was trying all this different diet stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't look sick to them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think. People don't do well when they don't understand, when they can't make sense of it, when they don't have a category for it. Sometimes even as they try, yeah, it's hard for them to understand. Yeah. And one of the things that would be hard for me is that people would run out of patience. Mm. It's like they were patient mm. and they want to mm. be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, so even it was like, I understand why you run out of patience. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think you're being fair to me, but I understand. And I think one of the things I've wrestled with so much over the years is just guilt and shame myself, mm. being hard on myself, mm. you know what I'm saying? Be, forgive me, holding myself to a higher standard than God has, yeah. as if God hasn't called me to be faithful within the limitations he's given me. Yeah, absolutely. He called me to be faithful. Right. Tim Ross's energy. Right. <laughs> you know, we started this, and you hit out a woo. <laughs> yeah. I can't even do yeah. a woo. You know what I mean? You don't even have that option. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so hard not to... Yeah, compare my faithfulness to what God has given me to other people's faithfulness to what, what God has given them. Yeah, for and sure. so it's even hard for me. So I'm like, wow. I understand yeah, that yeah, you've yeah. run out of patience. Yeah. Um, but it's very hard on me. And you know, and I wanna serve people and I wanna love people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh and so yeah, that's very difficult. And so I ended up being like, okay, how can I have a pastoral role that is more narrow? Mm-hmm. And so that's actually one of the reasons I came to Dallas. Wow. Here, um, Brian Carter, who's the um who's the senior pastor of Concord, yeah. who, again, again, the, I, the Lord has been very gracious with the many spent my life. <laughs> you, and I, you, we, you, we you have lived a charmed life. We haven't even talked about it. I mean, there's <laughs> men in D.C. is Mark Devers and Matt Schmuckers and Thabiti Anyabwile when I was in D.C. and just guys who were very loving. And, you know, like yeah. I've had a wealth yeah. of, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, and I'm like, hey, I am, you know, thinking about switching and I'm really just reaching out like, and and so I ended up coming to, to Dallas and being on set. He's like, yes, you know, here's yeah. the things we're doing that we would love to have here. Yeah. Um, and long story short, there was lots of flexibility there, trying to figure stuff out. And yet still, it just was too hard wow. for my body to be consistent enough. Yeah. So there's some things I think that um, I generally always did well. Yeah. That didn't depend on particular hours, particular kind of energy, particular things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's... So much of pastoring is not that. Yeah, absolutely correct. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then it gets to the point where it's like, okay, this monument I've raised, which yep. is pastoring. Yep. Which is like, God, this is what I'm going to do for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And I'm like, and I'm going to keep following it. Yep. I'm going to keep doing it. Yep. And it got to a point where I'm like, man, I know I want to walk through the doors that God has opened and some doors have closed. Is it to the point where now I'm trying to unscrew and take the hinge mm. off the door mm. because I am determined mm. that this mm. is how the Lord will use me? Mm. Um. Am I paying attention? Is God saying no? Mm. Um, and it did get to the point where it's like, if I keep pastoring, because there are things about my health that make it really difficult, I think I'm going to be a bad Christian, actually. Mm. I think I'm going to be depressed. Mm. 
and anxious. Mm. Um, obsessed with what other people think about me because I'm letting them down all the time and I'm always thinking about, are we good? I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. There, there's seasons in my life where I felt like my day is a series of apologies. Just like, mm. my bad, I'm so sorry. I know you's my bad. I know we're supposed to do that. I'm so sorry. And just over and over, like, I'm so sorry. I, I know. And yeah. it's like, and I see the patience leave people's eyes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, your words don't carry that much weight, right? And I, I think I know you mean it, and yeah. I think I know that it's not your fault. Yeah, yep, but that yep. don't mean that I. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. I still had this experience. Yeah, yeah and yeah, so yeah. it would be to a point where I'm like, I don't think I'll be a good Christian. I don't think I'll be a good husband or a good father. Yeah, you know, I don't think I can be the most healthy, thriving version of me. Yeah, I don't want that for my kids or my wife or for me. And I don't think God wants me to serve in a way that keeps me from being faithful to Him. No, not at all. Like, I think all. sometimes we think, oh, when I'm convinced God has called me to something. Yeah. No matter how much evidence to the contrary pops up, <laughs> this is what God that has called part. me to do. This has happened with dudes with their wives sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Where I'm like, bro, um, this is killing your wife. Well, this is what I'm called to. Or I'm supposed to go to this place my wife doesn't want to go. She doesn't think, and I can't really see how it's going to be that great for her, but God has called us there. Said, well, bro, if God has not called you and your wife there, he's not called you there. If it's not good for your wife, you're not called to it. Actually, they can get another pastor. Your wife can't get another husband. And you can't think about your calling apart from the specific people you're called to. Absolutely correct. You just can't do that. Yeah, for sure. Like we've made calling something we made we turn it into some whole other thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, we can ignore all these ways God has called us to be faithful yeah. for the sake of this one thing. Yeah, and for that sure. doesn't sound like calling, that sounds like idolatry. It does, because it is. Yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it actually <Yes>. is. <laughs> yeah. And so um we start to feel like I think what would probably be most faithful and most healthy is if I'm not pastoring. And um Man, and I mean, I would love to at some point hear from you, like, what your process of deciding not to pastor was like. Yeah. But there was just layers and seasons and levels to me grieving the loss of, course. of this thing that I thought I was going to be doing forever. Absolutely. Especially since it's not because I sinned um, and it's not because I wasn't good at right. it. Right. Absolutely. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So yes. it just That's felt a different, different transition. Yes. And we don't see those. Yes. Those aren't the public ones yes. that are in mass that we're like, blueprint, blueprint. Oh, thank you. That's how yes. you do. No, it's always scandal and impropriety. And That's right. That's There's the only not way a you category yeah, for yeah, actually yeah. in this season, God is calling me to something uh -huh, else. Uh-huh. Absolutely. That seems absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think actually as ministers of the gospel, we have to do a better job talking about that often. We do. Because I think some dudes shouldn't pastor anymore, and maybe they're just tired. Eventually it turns into moral failing. Yeah, it does. Because they've been burnt That's out. That's absolutely correct. And they have put themselves in a position where they cannot care for their souls. The, the calling has become a prison sentence. Yes. Yes. And they think, I got to do the time. Yes. Because I got called. And it's yeah. like, to ev Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, That's right. to everything, That's right. <laughs> there is a season. That's right. Not to That's right. some things. That's right. To every single thing. That's right. But we don't think about pastoral assignments yes. as seasonal. Absolutely. We think about them like like Supreme Court justices. This <laughs> is right. a lifetime appointment. That's right. I'm going to be here until yes. I'm senile. 
and they got to drag me out of yeah. the seat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And there's something about deciding not to do it anymore that just feels like I failed. Right. That part. Feels like failure. I'm quitting. Yeah. I must have failed. If you don't say it, that's what's implied. Yes. And I'm not a quitter. Yes. And so yeah. I, I didn't lose my faith. So yeah. I'll go down with the ship. So now yeah. the Titanic is like this instead yes. of like this. Yes. And you sitting there with pride. Absolutely. And they playing violins while it's just going. Absolutely. <laughs> and mind you, it is the same fear that keeps some of us pastoring even when our lives don't look like Jesus either. It's the fear that if I'm not this, who am I? Because their identity is now wound yes. up in it. You're absolutely Because it's like, correct. but if I stop doing it, if I'm honest about where I'm at, yeah. that I'm not in a good place, I shouldn't be leading nobody. Yeah. Who am I to anybody? Yeah. yeah what yeah, am yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, we can't tie our identity. Cannot do it. To what we're doing. Cannot do so it. So deeply that yep. we don't know who we are without it. God yeah. hasn't called us to do this. That's not how God thinks about yeah, us. That's absolutely That's correct. not how we should train people to think about it. That's us. right. Um, yeah. And yeah. so that, that's a journey. That was a journey of letting go of it. And also the best decision I've ever made. All right. So, ooh, thank you for saying that last part. Yeah. I want to get to that. I want to... I, so I'm an empath. Yeah. So anytime I hear anybody tell me anything, yeah. I'm always looking for ways to identify and connect. Yeah, yeah. When you talked about um, uh, the the chronic fatigue, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sitting here, you know, with my heart open, going, "Oh, this sounds very frustrating." Yeah. And yeah. where do I identify with it? So. I want to give you what popped in my head. Yeah, yeah. It may, you may be like, nigga, don't ever say that again as long as you <laughs> live. <laughs> like, like don't ever compare what I'm going through to what you just said. Yeah. But, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell yeah. you what I felt. No, and, yeah, yeah. and then, so, cause it happened yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So I have my phone on a screen time, on screen time limitations. Yes. At 7 p.m. Uh, my phone shuts down except for text messages, phone calls, and I think, like, Safari. Yeah, yeah. Everything else shuts down. Yeah. And it shuts down from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Yeah. It, within that, I only get four hours total yes. on social media every yeah. single day. Yeah. Okay. So I never had this experience until yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So we did our live podcast and I had YouTube up. Yeah. And our pod must have went like a little over two hours. Okay. And in the morning after I have my devotion time, I'll go on threads. I'll write something. And then I'll check uh, Instagram. So, so all I know is by 2 o'clock or 2.30, this little screen popped up that said, you have five minutes left for all social media, mm -hmm. and then it's going to shut down. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, I've never had this happen in yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole time I've had these parameters. Yeah, I've never even come close to this limitation. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know I burned through it that fast. Yeah, and five minutes later, yeah, everything shut down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the closest I could get to identifying. Yeah, with getting up in the morning. Going, I'm pastoring. I got a full day. I'm going to counsel. I'm going to study. I'm going to be here for my yeah, wife. Bro. I'm going to be here for my kids. And you get up at 8, 
And by one, yeah, this thing has said, oh, I don't care what you, oh, you got a three o'clock? Yeah. Well, yes. kiss it goodbye. That's right. That's <laughs> because right. I'm shutting everything down now. That would infuriate me. Yes. Like, I would be pissed off. Yes. Yeah. Frustrated. Yeah. And then I understand where the apologies are coming from because you're like, yo, I know I had this three o'clock. It's actually shaded out on my. Yes. I, that's right. My body has shaded that out. And if I wanted to do it, I couldn't do it. And when you're pastoring, Every interaction, the soul of the saints is at stake. Yeah. That's what we put on ourselves. That's right. We put it on ourselves. That's right. Because that that statement can be true. And what I, you're right. Yeah, that what statement I, is true. And that's right. <laughs> like what I mean is the stakes are high. We're not talking Very about just high. a random email. No, I'm, that's we're talking about we're Life supposed to death. meet because that's, my husband. That's exactly right. I have suicidal tendencies. That's right. Yeah, my child. That's right. Yeah, no, you're right. So if we Absolutely. didn't have that call, right? This ain't exactly. We're not just talking. You didn't about, miss a judo practice. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know. But the other piece of it is that we. Put so much weight on ourselves yep. as if people's eternal fate yeah. rests completely yeah. on us. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Not that we're serving them as God cares for their that, souls. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And so that's some of the extra that I throw throw on myself yeah, too. Absolutely. But yeah, I no, I think that's a that's a pretty good metaphor. Yeah. Where it's like and I think one of the things Christians don't think well about is kind of us being whole people. We kind right. of think about our physical bodies right. and then like our spirits and, yeah. you know, like they're these completely different things. When yeah. God tells me to rejoice in the Lord, yeah. um, the only thing I have to rejoice in the Lord with is my physical body. Right. Right. Every command that God calls me to, I have to do in this body. That's right. Um, when, my, when my body's so drained um, that I can't even think straight, um, it's a lot harder to rejoice in the Lord. This is how <laughs> Very it affects true. me spiritually. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. And, you know, um, and I think in the same way, like your phone shutting, it's like when the battery's dead, and we say when the battery dies, when yeah. the battery's dead, it's dead. It's dead. It's not just that this app, don't, none of the apps work. <laughs> right, All exactly. the apps are offline. You've lost signal. You are done. And I think this is where I got in trouble early on, too, is I would just try to catch up. Like, that's what happened with me at school. I would, like, follow mm -hmm. up, and I was trying to, like, do too much and catch up. Mm -hmm. I'm ambitious. I'm trying yeah. to, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, and it is it is very difficult uh, yeah. and the hardest part of every part of my life. And I think each year I get a little bit better at trying to navigate it in a healthy way. Yeah. But, you know, there's still lots of times where I, you know, don't. I don't navigate it that well. It's harder to fight for joy. It's harder to fart, fight to see myself the way that God sees me. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. So, so it sounds like what you've had to do, um, and you didn't say this, and so if, if I'm presuming, just let me know. Yeah. But in my mind's eye, if I go to now a basketball analogy, yeah, it's like I can still give you 27 points. I'm gonna just have to give it to you in 29 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I can't. Yeah. Play. That's right. 48 minutes. That's right. And you can't make me. Like, yeah, I'm right. not gonna even do it anymore. That's right. Like, so if the game's on the line. Yeah. I'm going to give you 25 to 27. Yeah. yeah. If that contribution yeah. still brings you yeah. nine points short, yeah. it ain't my fault. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. now you can distribute this how you want to. Like, maybe yeah. I could play the first and second quarter, yeah. and then you save me for the fourth. Yeah. But yeah. if you played me first, second, and third, yes. somebody else better ball hard in the yeah. fourth because I'm not going to be there. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and learning to play within your boundaries is self-advocation. Yes. It is self-preservation. Absolutely. And then you're back under the oil. 
That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yes. Yeah, that's dope. Um, that's dope. And it has forced me to. Uh, there's a sometimes we yeah sometimes humility looks like us purposely humbling ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it looks like an involuntary way that the Lord humbles us. Yes, sir. Uh, and I don't really have the luxury that a lot of people have to think that things that happen well are because of my strength, because mm. they obviously are not, <laughs> because I am not strong. Yes, you know what I'm saying? The Lord yeah, keeps good. showing me over and over again. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. You barely stumbled your way over here. Right, right, and right. look at what I did with it. It's good. And it's a constant reminder from God. Wow. Like, it's me, bro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so stop trying to overdo it because you think it's on you anyway. Yeah, because yeah. Unless I build the house, you're laboring in vain anyway. Facts. People with com. all the energy in the world. Unless I build the house, I'm laboring in vain. Facts. And I think it, it it makes those truths feel more at home to me. Yeah. And, and yet I'm still fighting to grab a hold of them. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, bro, you made this statement. And I just need you to elaborate on it. Yeah. And I, and I can co-sign on this 17 yeah. different ways with yeah. you. Yeah. You said you transitioned from the pastorate. Yeah. Very difficult. And it's the best decision you ever made. Yes. Please elaborate. Well, I think. Because this is what needs to be talked about yeah. to help some other some other people. Well, part of it is there's so much thought about, but what's going to be on the other side of this? Um, yes. And everything, you know, my brain think of was like failure. Mm-hmm. Doom and gloom, all these ways my gifts won't be used. Mm-hmm. Um, embarrassment or shame for not being able to. And um, the things I dream. Because there would be sometimes I was like, you know what? It's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. And then it would be like, nah, 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 nah. Nope, it's not. Because yeah. what about all these ways that God trained? What about all these? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, um, it was immediately clear that this was healthier for me and for my family. Mm. It was immediately clear that that helped me to love and to minister better than I would have if I would have stayed there. Wow. It was immediately clear to me that I was a more effective tool for Jesus outside of being a pastor. It was immediately clear to me that I was going to be able to shepherd people more faithfully mm. while not pastoring mm. because of who God had made me, the yeah. limitations and the season. And it was immediately clear to me from people I would talk to when I would bring up past seasons where pastoring didn't work out exactly how I wanted to, where they would be like, I know you talking about it like it was some sad struggle. You changed my life. Wow. Those were important years of my life. So yeah. those four years, it felt like, oh, and then I failed because I didn't continue. Yeah. Oh, God put me there to yeah. serve those people in that way. Yeah. And he used it. And now that season is concluded and I can be happy and holy in a new season. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've seen fruit of it in my family. Yeah. I've seen fruit of it in my my joy. Yeah. I've seen fruit of it in my health. Yeah. Um, it's just the best decision I ever made. And um, I understand why it took so long for me to get to that place. Yeah. And why even the pandemic had to hit in a way that just was like, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You who? You can't. You who? I know you want to. Yeah. And I know you at least started to want to do it for me. But at this point, this is for you. Oh, wow. And you got to let go. Wow. Um, And so, yeah, I, I feel so grateful that yeah. the Lord got me to that place. Yeah. And I've seen fruit in it. And by God's grace, I also happen to have other things that I love doing that I find joy and fulfillment in where I still get to serve people and talk about Jesus. Yes, for sure. And it wasn't like, oh, I got to go back to being a professional rapper. Right, it's right. Like, <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, you got to go back to work at that Firestone. That's, that's right. <laughs> Discount tire. That's right. Thought the Lord delivered me from that. Yeah, like no, I, I get to go back to. I'm still passionate as ever about, and it was actually by God's grace. At the same time, during the pandemic, hit this wild creative sweet spot too where i started producing now and it like fell out oh, of high wow. school again where i was just starting to learn it was like yeah, oh yeah, this yeah. new stuff i'm learning it has me in this amazing place creatively yeah and god was just so, so i can count on all the things that went differently than i wish they would have but man god's been so gracious yeah and i think we would be a lot more joyful if we opened our eyes from the things that we're complaining about for five minutes to look at the 97 million ways god's been gracious mm. and merciful and kind yeah that's beautiful man yeah yeah, I I'm uh I'm closing my eyes to see it because this time last year I was a lead pastor. Yeah. Um the the podcast was really loud. Yeah. And I think God had to make it loud to be like, "Hey bro, I'm over here." Yeah. Cuz I I was like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to do no podcast, but yeah. if you want me to, you know. Yeah. Um and I remember waking up the, I, I can't say it was January 1st, but I know it was within the first three days. The thought I had to myself, Trip, was, first of all, I cannot believe what you, I, you let me partner with you to do for the seven years I was a lead pastor, Yeah. number one. Number two, I never want to do that again in my life. Yeah. <laughs> And here was the reason. It wasn't from a negative experience like, that was such yeah. a bad deal. The grace was removed. Yeah. And when the grace was removed, I looked back at what I did, yeah. and I thought to myself, without your grace, yeah. I'd have died. Can you tell me what you mean by the grace was removed? The, the, the grace that I feel like comes on you to yeah. actually yeah. be empowered to yeah. lead people and yeah. steward and shepherd. yeah. yeah. In, in that type of role, I believe you have to have a grace to do it. Yeah. If you just have absolutely a desire and an ambition mm -hmm. only, yeah, that's right. But yeah. you're not graced. Mm -hmm. It's I fit. I I liken it to. I always tell somebody if you go try to plant a church and God didn't call you there, you are signing up to go to like you 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 go square up with a with a demonic stronghold and or principality yeah. with no mouth guard. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. you're going to get punched even if you got Jesus with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But at least you got a mouth guard. Like, you know what I mean? No, that's right. Yeah. But it ain't a fair fight. It, it's At that point, it's Paul I know and Jesus I know. Yeah. Who told you to run up on my block? Yeah. This that, is not entrepreneurship. This is, bruh, this ain't a franchise. That's right. You know what I'm saying? This, this is, is not, not somewhere for you to use your little leadership gifts. Bruh, this is not, yeah, yeah you know, my wife and I spent, the summer in Destin, and man, it's beautiful up there. Yeah. New communities are yeah. being built, and like you know, we we started looking at the projections, and they're gonna they expect seven hundred thousand new homes to be yeah. built, and so we thought that would be a good okay. Yeah, you gonna get your bucket. That's right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, that ain't the way to volunteer. That's right. Yeah, to go plant a church, it, he has to call you to. Yeah, yeah. And I believe he graces those he yeah. calls. Yeah, absolutely. And he's. When the season's over, he lifts that grace. Yeah, yeah. And if you continue to go, then it, then I, and this might be super drastic. Yeah. But the way I envision it is, then you're Saul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see He's removed his anointing. Yeah. But let you keep your job. Yeah, yeah. And we saw how that went. It wasn't pretty. 
Bruh. Yeah. And he was the king for 40 years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My over under on the whole episode from the time he gets it to the time he loses it is like, it feels like 12 to 18 months. Yeah. 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 So this man spent like yeah. 38 yeah. Yeah. years, 37 yeah. and a half years as the king of Israel with no oil. Yeah. How you expect him to leave? Yeah. That don't sound fun at all yeah. for yeah. nobody. No, that's right. <laughs> for him, but for Jonathan, for David. But also for pastoring. For pastoring as well. This is not a fun, cute little thing. No, it's not. There's joy in it. It is rewarding. Yeah. It is not some fun little thing to do. No, it's you not. Got entrepreneurial gifts. Absolutely correct. You want to be able to tell people what to do. This is not that. This is not you that. You should go do a startup. Be a startup founder. That is different. And if you don't love the church before you plant a church, you just want to start something. Go start something else. Yes. You ain't serving at your church. Yeah. Why are you plant a church? You ain't part of a church. This is different. You don't love God's people. You love starting stuff. So go start something. <laughs> I'm just saying. I didn't mean to throw us off. Our- you ain't throwing me off. This, this is right in the pocket. Yeah. I'm just like, I just needed to, I just needed a moment with that. You don't love God's church. You just love starting stuff. Yeah. So here are my suggestions based off what <laughs> the prophet Trip Lee just said. Uh, you can start a smoothie king, a jamba juice. It's a Why little is it so smoothie based. Right <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, I like acai bowls. <laughs> Uh, let's pivot. It's a little bit harder yeah. to get a Chick-fil-A franchise, but you could do that. That's right. Um, <laughs> McDonald's will throw you a franchise right. if you can make them, you know, a million, clear of $3 million. Yeah. Um, maybe manage a Pizza Hut. I don't know. Uh, a Starbucks, maybe. Because since you like starting stuff, yeah. start something, but never start something that God didn't tell you to. Absolutely. Because if you start it, you're responsible for sustaining it. Yeah. If he starts it, Amen. Yeah. he's responsible for sustaining Amen. it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. This message has been brought to you by <laughs> Triple E. <laughs> hey, okay, so let's talk about Epilogue. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's your eighth it's your eighth album. Yeah. Um what is different about this one? Than the other seven. Yeah. At this season of your life. See, th- that's what I love about artists. Yes. Is we get to go on a journey of your life. That's right. When I sit down and listen to an album, I have to listen to the entire thing straight through. Thank you. Cause, cause, can I just dab you, please? Yeah, bro. Thank I, you, I can't go I through and just it. go look for where the stars are. I appreciate it. I Thank can't you. do that, bro, because it's like you're, you're actually having a conversation with us. Yes. And that conversation is best metabolized uninterrupted that's right so so noah nathan and myself when we get ready to listen to we go to my car yeah yeah. because the tesla just got yeah yeah. speakers right because i gotta have i'm i'm barry gordy like i'm a producer (laughs) so i gotta have it all in my head yeah and then we sit there and we listen to it and then we listen to the entire thing yeah yeah then we decompress it. Yeah. And we yeah. talk about it. And what was your favorite track? What was he saying here? Yeah. What was the journey? So we've done that with um believers and unbelievers alike. Yeah. Uh, because secular albums only get one run in our house. Yeah. 
and okay. it's done with me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, you want to listen to Yeet? Yeah. We're going to listen to it all together. Yeah. Oh, you want to listen to Kendrick? We're yeah. going to listen to it all together. Yeah. But you ain't going to be bumping that outside of my presence. Yeah. Like, you can't have yeah. those songs in yeah. your spirit. Yeah, like, like, that's that. not going to happen. Yeah. So, so, um, so, so, out of all these transitions and pivots and yes. from the 18-year-old to the to the age you are now, eighth album, I could go really churchy and talk about it being the number of new beginnings. Yeah. Don't ask me where I find that in scripture, <laughs> but I just heard it all my life in the Pentecostal church. <laughs> what was it like going there Yeah, knowing what you know now about you? Yeah. Um, that was something to homie the other day, and he was saying, man, I feel like, there was a song I had in 2014 called Sweet Victory. I was talking about my health. I was mm -hmm. talking about joy in the midst of difficulty. And mm -hmm. he was like, man, I feel like, you know, these this recent music been putting out that, I feel like you've taken that essence and it's sprinkled on everything. Mm. And I think that's right because I think that's what I've been living. Good. I feel like in every season of my life when I've been making music, it's here are the things I'm most passionate about. When I just open and I start writing, here's what's pouring out. Um, and for me in this season, it's, endurance mm. it's my last album was called the end because so many of the things were about coming to the end of ourselves the end of our strength and depending on god yeah and this one is called the epilogue because it's like it's what comes after the end you know we write these stories about what we think our life is going to be exactly how it's going to go how we going to serve god mm. and then those stories come to an end mm. and then we're mad at god even though we the one who wrote that story not him mm. And why I call it the epilogue is like, but even though those things have come to an end, it's not what you thought it was going to be. It's more to the story. It's good. Your story may have ended there in the way that you wrote it in your head. God isn't finished. Right. He has a lot more he wants to do. And I think there's so much of that in the music. Um, the song Stand By, that um, it says, Stand By, He Can Lift Your Burdens When Your Hand's Tied. And to me, like, these are the, like, I'm taking the stuff that I'm telling myself every day. Yeah. And I'm like, how can I express that? I want this to be the soundtrack yeah. for people who are journeying through a fallen world. You know, like I think Christians love, even like the 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 proverbs that we was talking about. Yeah, I think sometimes we like more splashy books. Right, right, for you sure. Think about Ecclesiastes, Proverbs, this wisdom literature. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, this is how hard life is. Yes, it is. This is the reality. Yeah, it of is. Life. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Everything's meaningless, actually. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right, right. And he's like, right. hey, stack a lot of bread. You yeah. get real rich. Yeah. Then you die and your dumb kids squandering. <laughs> exactly. That's almost word for word what Solomon says. It's true. Says. It's facts. It's, it's facts. almost word for word. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he keeps showing like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it ain't that either. It ain't what you think it That's is. That's right. And I'm like, I don't I don't want Christian, I don't want when people hear Christians make art yep. for it to feel like it exists in a world different than the one they actually live in. Mm. I want to be able to say, yes, life is really, really hard, yeah. and God is still really, really good in the midst of it. Yes, yeah, good. And there's a God who's strong enough. I don't want it to be like, I can only talk about hope yep. when I'm not honest about what life is like. I want it to be like, no, 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 there's hope in the midst of this. And, yeah. and I think uh, I think that's what you get through the music. And I think because I've been producing a lot, um, it has... Uh, I don't know, it's it's made new aspects of it even more fun to me. I was always yeah. really involved in the production, but yeah. um and I, I continue to just be in awe of the the opportunity to get to be like God and create stuff. So 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 I'm I'm a nerd out here, bro, because yeah, yeah. cause th this is now you're appealing to the artist within me. Yeah, yeah. Um I've th the relationship I've always had with production is um when I hear a track, yeah, I again I'm an empath, so I always connect to it. I'm a feeler, yeah, I, right. So 
always connect through music to music through feeling. And when I hear a track, when when I'm going through a series of tracks, I'm picking up on the feeling of the producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's certain tracks that I'm like, this feeling needs my words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to give language yeah. to that beat. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That, I um the the last uh intro that we did for this season, um uh Sean P um sampled Biggie. Okay. Yeah. Please don't push me. Yeah, yeah. And I wrote a I wrote a verse to it. And I thought that verse was dope. And I I was I was like a couple of days from recording it. And then I felt like, um, and I don't want nobody to think this is weird. This I'm talking as an artist. Please don't be like, <laughs> Tim's opening himself up to the demonic spirit realm. <laughs> Calm down, okay? Uh, this is artist, artist talk, okay? I, I literally felt like Biggie's words were haunting me. Yeah. That please don't push me. Yeah, yeah. It was so aggressive that yeah. it was almost telling me th- these lyrics is too light. Yeah. For that aggression. No, that's real. That's real. So I had to literally scrap it. That's real. And write something else. Yeah. And the second thing I wrote was it just flowed out. Yeah. Um. I can't imagine how it would feel. Yeah, bro. To make beats. Yes. And then write over them. It's a joy. Bro. Like, like I just need to know what is that. I was that always is? jealous of dudes. So I was always jealous of Kanye and Cole yeah, yeah, and dudes yeah. who. Yeah. Um. What does that even feel like to, like, I don't even know what that feels like. I was always super involved, and I'd be like, oh, I want it to feel like this. Can we try this? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. like to sit in the room and make stuff. I just didn't think I could. Yeah. And so now that I am, one the thing, one way it's revolutionized my creative process is I don't have to wait on dudes to send me beats. I can have a feeling, and I can start making it right now. And that that has changed my creative process. I used to never write songs that didn't come out because uh, that's not true. But almost everything I wrote would come out. Yeah. The the runway to just make stuff for fun. I don't have to like wait on someone to send me a beat. It's okay if it doesn't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, for sure. it, it's open up all these creative things to me. And if there's something that's not quite right, I know how I want it to feel. I can shift this. It, it's changed it for me. And, you know, there's still some producers that I work with on some stuff. There's a guy, Michelle, who I've worked with a ton on some of these, uh, where we will do them together or he'll do one. But, um, and I'm learning a lot from him. Yeah. And it means, you know, as a learner, that's where I get most excited about everything. If I'm learning while I'm making. Yeah, for um, sure. It's, it's really just changed the game for me. Wow. And I know what I want stuff to feel like. And I know how to capture particular emotions. And it's pulling new things out of me creatively that I wouldn't have made otherwise. Um, yeah, I love it. So so how much how much of this album has that? Has that what? Uh, has that production and um your words. There are fifteen tracks on it. Um there are um I produced on every song except for three, I think. Oh. <laughs> Let me think. FTO, Michelle did that whole one. Mercy, Michelle did with Enzo. Mercy, that's a song with Kirk Franklin that I love that is my favorite one right now because I keep hearing. Those are the ones that end up being my favorite, the ones that I get to hear when someone was like, this is how this spoke to me in this season. Yeah, for sure. I think there are three songs that I didn't produce on at all, Um, and there are are several that I worked on with someone, and there are a bunch that I just did by myself, too. And it feels like I never thought I'd be able to do that. I'm so, shot- so, so this is the very first time this has actually happened. The last, the last album was the first time. Okay, the last album was the first mm-hmm. time. 
the one that came out last year. So it still feels brand new. It is brand new. And um and also weird that I'm picking up new skills this late. Um but it to me again is like this is how God has made me. Yeah, I'm just for curious. Sure. I wanna learn. I wanna I like the challenge. You know, I like to be able to, you know what I mean, which is part of I think why it's so hard it was so hard for me to accept limitations even because I just it's like if it's possible, I want to do it. I love that challenge. I love seeing God do something I didn't think could be done and going after it and seeing him do it. And uh, it makes me even more grateful. Like, man, Lord, thank you. You didn't have to let me do one album. Wow, dude. I'm a sick person out here. I, I, this is my eighth <laughs> album. It's like, so sometimes I look back like, man, Lord, just my health is holding me back from so much that I'm like, Lord, just let me put out my eighth album. Mm. I've been able to write two books. I was able to pastor and serve people's lives. And I'm 35. And the Lord has already done so much. And it's like, stop being so um, blind to everything mm, that the Lord is doing. Mm, 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 That's mm. the thing about those of us who are ambitious. Mm-hmm. We can be so ambitious mm-hmm. that all we can think about is all the things we didn't get to do. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Lord is like, hey, you are discounting my goodness yes. and my grace and my mercy. Yes. I've been so gracious. And you think you're being ambitious for me. Yeah. But you've actually turned that ambition into an idol in a way where you're ignoring all the stuff I've already done. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm deeply grateful. The Lord doesn't have to let me make another thing ever again, and He's been more than good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah. But I think He's gonna let me make some more because uh, no, I, He keeps giving me, um, yeah. So I, I'm, 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 I'm grateful, bro. So, um, it sounds like the end and epilogue are, uh the college dropout albums. Yeah, I can say I mean that's a uh, that's a steep comparison that I I'm just talking about from producer yeah, and yeah. you know what uh-huh. I mean? From yeah. producer and rapper, it's like that creativity's you've unlocked another part of you. Yeah. yeah. Cause again, I'm sitting here and I really can't imagine what it would be like for me to sit down, make the track that I want. Yeah. And then put my words on yeah, it. Like yeah. I, I that sounds, that sounds delightful. It's incredible, right? It's so, incredible. so now here's one thing that's hard about it <clears throat> that I realize with, um, is it it does mean I have to be equally focused on details with two different things, and so what I don't want to do is like, and the again like the newness and the learning is fun, so I can be like, oh, I'm so locked in on the beat, and right. I could. I'd be like, I gotta make sure I'm not giving any less attention to these bars. Right, I mean? exactly. Because then you are doing more than one thing at once. That's right. But again, it just feels yeah. like I really enjoy it. And um and I still love, like again, Michelle, the producer I, I've worked with on a bunch, and he's he produced on I think six joints on her. Mm-hmm. Um, either with me or just one by himself. There is something like, bro, you send me this heat. Yeah, and all I gotta bro. do. Yeah. I just gotta find my pocket, bro. Let's yeah, go. bro. You know absolutely, I mean? absolutely. Enjoying that too. Yeah, but, yeah. But I'm, but I'm grateful that this deep end, the Lord is still giving me new ways to make it new and different and fun. It's yeah. just a gift, bro. It's incredible. Man, you have blessed my whole life, bro. Thank. This is like that little Selah thing for me. <laughs> like, nah, for real, man. This is such a rich conversation. And you have given us so much nuance and context and just color um, that uh, is an extravagant gift. Mm. I appreciate it. Because a lot of times, you know, when, when, you, when you love somebody's work, 
you hear from them in their music, yeah. and then you get to hear from them in some interviews. Yeah. Um, but most interviews are around projects. That's right. Or yeah. um, they're around specifically what you do. Yeah, yeah. And so you have just given us shades and turns in in the prism of your life that I know have blessed me and I know it's blessed our, our listeners yeah, as well. So, man, it. I really appreciate it. Thank this you for having me the opportunity to talk Ooh. through stuff, man. It's great. We, we got flued out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now we get to have rich conversation. What more could I ask? Yo, flued out is about to be <laughs> my... I'm not saying nothing else for six months. I'm saying flued out saying, everywhere bro. I go. I'm a literalist. <laughs> so when you said the first, like the, the first two and a half seconds of flued out in my head was like, this dude caught the flu coming out here. Yeah, <laughs> oh my yeah gosh. bro. It's good. And look, this is this is my favorite thing to do right here. My wife laughs at me because if we go to a like a, a gathering, a party or something. Yeah. I'm not. I'm I'm generally introverted, and I'm yeah. not. Small talk is my favorite thing to do. Yeah, yeah. What sure. I, without fail, if we have something, I will be off to the side with one person talking for two hours. That's me. This is why I love this so much. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. want to. I want to have a deep conversation. Me I don't just want to talk about the weather. No. Weather's cool. We yeah. both feel it. We yeah. both feel it. That's that's enough. <laughs> we that's we, we got to the end of it. Look, we're already done with that conversation. You know what I mean? Exactly. But I'm like, no, let's, yeah. I want to learn about you. Yeah. I, I, I want to hear from you. I want you to challenge some perspective I have. So I yeah. love this. So yeah, for you, sure. Thank you so much. No, dude, me. this is, I'm telling you, I'm, 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 I'm going to never look at my phone again without praying for you, too. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I appreciate Because uh, you have taught me something today about balling within the limitations that you have. Hmm. You gotta know. You gotta know how many minutes you can be on the court. That's right. And you gotta make it count. Amen. Dude, yeah. that's. <sighs> I'm listen. You got anything else you want to talk about? Um, I, I will say on the on the health piece. Yeah. Especially because there are. You know, there are more health things going on than ever. You know. What yeah, I mean? for sure. I just want to encourage anybody who's just having a hard, you know, season with their health. Good. Um, Good. And this, and you know, if you've heard me say things, you might have heard me say this before, but it's something I remind myself of all the time, is that my health to me often feels like an obstacle in the way of what God wants to do in my life. And that's just not how scripture talks about trials. It's saying that actually this is the pathway to what he's doing in your life. This is not stopping you from who God has made you to be. This is how God is making you into mm. who he's made you to be. Mm. Um, and even when we can't tell what he's doing, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And even when we forget about him, he has not forgotten about us. Yeah. He didn't fall asleep at the wheel. He is at work. Yes, yeah, good. Nothing has Our circumstances have changed. Our God has not. That's good. Hold on to him. Yes. Um, think about Galatians 6, you know, don't grow weary in doing good. Yeah. You know, he says, you know, you'll reap a harvest. Yeah. Um, there's a reward that you're going to reap if you hold on. It's good. Hold on to him. He hasn't changed. It's good, man. And sometimes endurance just looks a little different than what we thought. Yeah. You know, even like early yeah. on, I'm thinking like, Pastor, and oh, I'm going to skip off into the, I'm going yeah. to just do this every day. Yeah. Rapping is like, oh, this, I'm going to drop out every two years and it's going to go like this forever and ever and ever. Yeah. And it just looks a little different than we think. Absolutely correct. It's harder than we think. Yeah. There's back and forth, up yes. and down, Yes, side absolutely. Side. Yeah. Just hold on to Jesus. The ride may look a little different. But absolutely. He, he's the same God who called you. That's right. He has not changed. 
it just looks a little different than what we thought it would. But hold on to them. That's great, man. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is such a needed um, reminder in Western culture. Yeah. Because we have a point A to point B That's culture. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what's the fastest route? Even when you pull up your phone, you know, it could show you the fastest route, yeah. even though it's eight miles yes. more than if you took the yeah. most efficient route. That's right. Everything's fast. Yeah. And it's like, you don't want to deal with these red lights. Yeah. So let, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> go 10 miles out to yeah. come back and save three minutes. Yeah. You're like, yeah. it's a three minute yeah. difference. That's right. And you burnt 12 miles. Well, right. in my car, you burnt more energy out my car than yeah. saved it. So I, I just think it would, it would do it all well to take your words of wisdom to heart that, if you can accept where you are yeah. and say, God, I glory you, like you're sovereign. Yeah. I've already made my petition to you. Yes. I've already, I mean, yes. it's, it's Paul's thorn, right? Exactly. I prayed three times. Yes. He didn't take it away. Take me off the prayer list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even need you to pray yeah. about this yeah. no more. Yeah. His grace is sufficient. I'm going right. to glory in my weakness yes. and go do what he told me to do anyway. Yes. That's yes. the, that's it. Yes. That's it. So. Amen. Bro, I love you. Love you, man. You got to come back, man. Absolutely. I just want you to come back, and we can talk about yeah. beat making. We can talk about yeah. anime. We yeah. can talk about anything. I just I like I'm, conversations. I just sit over there and listen, bro. I just sit <laughs> in the hey, we low-key, we do have people that just yeah. come in here and just oh, yeah. audit. They'd be yeah. like, well, now that's in my house, it's a little less. But when we started in the studio, people would just come over, yeah. like six or seven people deep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're just in there chilling. That's dope. Um. But we are wired the same way. Yeah. I always, once I lock eyes with somebody, I'm in the corner. Yes. I am not social butterflying. Yeah. I went to an event in in Vegas uh, called WealthCon, and, um, you know, there was a tier of people that paid 12 grand to be mm -hmm. in. Yeah. With the influencers and all yeah. the speakers. I was one of the speakers. They said, okay, you got to go into this penthouse because these people paid this money, and so they get to engage with the speakers. I walked in. Walked towards the back of the room, stood there, and I said, "Lord, whoever come here gonna get it. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll give them whatever they want, yeah. but they gotta come to me. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't yeah. moving." For and I stayed in that spot until my introversion meter ran to the yeah. end, and I was yeah. like, "Hey, I'm going to yeah. bed." Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I get it, man. Well, I love you. Love you, bro. Thank you for having me. If y'all haven't uh, copped epilogue, please do it now, uh, and sanctify forty three minutes. Okay, it's 15 tracks. It's 43 minutes. Do not rob yourself. Please don't duck, duck, goose. Don't be skimming through. Ooh, <laughs> this one sound like it's good. I heard this is a single. And blah, blah, blah. I think that's the video. For, no, 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 no. Sit your tail down somewhere. 43 minutes. If you can get through Breaking Bad and all these other things you watch, yeah. you're going to sit down, you're going to listen to this music, you're going to get this work. Triple E, epilogue. Out now. I love you guys. And until next time, on the peace side, peace. So press B with me and let's let whatever gon' be just be. Uh, yeah. So press B with me and let's let whatever gon' be just be.